Hey, Pro fans, thanks for your support. Whether you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, visiting pulpmx.com, streaming the show via the Stitcher app on your smartphone, or buying from our show sponsor, btosports.com, without you, we could not do this. You can still type M-A-T-T-H-E-S upon checkout at btosports.com if your order is $100 or more for a discount. Lastly, for some insider info and maybe a laugh or two, Follow Mathis's Twitter updates at twitter.com slash pulpmx. episode of the Steve Mathis Show, there is a high chanceability. You will either learn something a lot of people don't know. You left thinking or make you say to yourself Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is, this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the BTOsports.com podcast show, brought to you by RacerX, hosted by Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX San Diego Supercross podcast recap show. Uh, make sure you check out BTOsports.com on the web. They, uh, they sponsor me, and they should sponsor you. Sponsor you in the form of good prices, that is. Hey, I'm Steve Mathis, your host. With me on the line as usual for this thing. It's uh, 8 o'clock uh, Tuesday morning. David Pingree and Jason Y. Grant. Ping, what's up? Hi. Nothing, just eating a banana, drinking some orange juice. Weege? Enjoy, enjoying my morning with you two gentlemen. Thank you. Weege, what's up? Man, just tough getting over the jet lag, the cross-country travel to San Diego, back here to the East Coast every week. It is definitely difficult to readjust. Yeah, yeah. Ping, I really can't stand doing these with people who don't see the races. Um, guys like Weege, you don't show up. It's just, it's not good. It's just a lack of professionalism, it really. Is, it is. That's really what it is. It's, it's yeah. So you know what's amazing? I believe um, the Indy Trade Show it was warmer there than it was in San Diego from what I was, <laughs> what I was gathering. Yeah, Weege, what did you do with yourself on a Saturday night in February for the first time in a long time? Yeah, yeah, it's been—I I don't even know—almost a decade or something. But it was awesome. We <laughs> grilled out back here, put some logs on the fire, then about what was it, ten thirty Eastern time, went inside and watched Supercross live on speed. It really didn't get much better. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Sorry, um, Ping. Where were you on Saturday night? Where'd you watch from? Uh, I had a friend who had a suite. Oh, so I was, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was tucked up in a swanky little box. Whether was it catered? Sure was. Oh. Had a, uh, had a uh, Charger dog. What'd you think? Uh, even worse than a Dodger dog. <laughs> <laughs> you think these places could figure out how to make a sticking hot dog? But yeah, yeah. Um. I went to the suite in uh, in Houston. J Bone invited me to the Toyota suite, and uh, 
it's a whole different life down there. It's a whole different level of people, and it's a whole classier, friendlier, well, better people. Well, this was uh, the PPG suite, and uh, Jim Downey's a friend of mine, and he's pretty tight with the Tomex. So every time I go to his suite, Tomex are there, and they were sitting there this weekend. So it was pretty cool to sit next to John mm-hmm. and uh, watch he and Kathy, you know, right. watch their son win his first race. It's pretty cool. As his son demolished the 250 class. Killed him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the race here. Um, we're going to uh, keep doing these, I guess. I get a lot of emails, so people seem to like them. So that's good. Um, so we'll keep doing these. Hopefully, we each can make it to some races. I hope. Yeah. Atlanta's even in driving distance, so I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, you should check that out. Uh, we, yeah. what'd you, what'd you make of the race on on TV? What did, what what'd you think? Well, I'm already in shock because you're saying Tomac demolished the field. Yeah, I didn't, I couldn't tell from TV. They didn't. I think it was shown for a total of one and a half laps. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know, um, but I'll take it from you guys. Yeah, uh, he totally did demolish the field. But you do miss a lot as far as TV. I've been an ardent defender of the TV shows all season on these shows. Well, we went, yeah, we went into this last uh, we went into this last week a little bit. Yeah. However, now I realize there's a pretty big difference for when you watch the race live in the press box and see everything you need to see and want to see, talk to everybody you need to talk to, and then watch it on TV the next day. Um, big difference when TV is your only hope. Um, and what type of information you're getting and stuff like that. Just throwing it out there. Didn't, <laughs> didn't feel like I got the full experience. Yeah, well, you just want Ralph's job, bud. So keep on digging. Maybe, maybe it is a Chelsea. <laughs> yep. Although I bet you the hot dog that I had in the grill was better than the Charger dog. So yeah. at least that was an upgrade. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've watched some of the Supercross race. I'm going to watch the rest of it today. Um, uh, and uh, I, I can't wait to get the infomercial feel. Out of the show, so um, very interesting podcast I listened to the other day with David Stern, where he talks about the product, um, YouTube videos, uh, TV, that sort of thing. Um, they want to grow the game itself, and therefore they feel like giving it away and promoting the games are the way to get new fans. And so far, he's correct. So, you know, you just don't see a lot of that stuff. Uh, in an NBA game where they're like, hey, you know, come buy your tickets and get in this cool arena and all that. It's a little apples and oranges, but anyways, uh, uh, it was an interesting listen. Uh, well, I think the, the theme there is that you don't, no one does business in a vacuum where you're the only thing that exists. You're always competing against other things that people can choose to go to or follow or think is cool. So for the NBA, I'm sure they could – think really narrow-minded and just say, we want to sell tickets to games, so we don't want anyone to say anything on YouTube, so people have to go to the game to watch Blake Griffin dunk. But what will really happen is then they'll just watch MMA or NFL or some other cool, exciting thing. If people want to see cool stuff for free, they will just watch something else. They'll, you know, the NBA has to do that because people aren't just basketball fans. They'll just get more into football or more into MMA or more into some other sport. That's what their real competition is. The competition isn't between people choosing to spend their money going to a game or watching it for free. It's against other sports. So mm-hmm. um, they put this stuff on YouTube because they want people to think basketball is as cool as football. Um, and that's kind of a, the issue that you worry about there. People won't just go to the races because they can't find it. They just won't be fans. 
Yeah. So yeah. that's what I worry yeah. about. Yep. Yeah, we could definitely uh, definitely beat this topic to death. Let's uh, – hey, Ping, um, I think some people that may watch it on TV or may have just heard about Chad Reed's win are saying, uh, hey, he, he won because it was muddy, it was sloppy, it was, um, you know, anything goes in a mud race. But really, I mean, okay, so you could make a case that Kennard was a little better, but once Reed got in the lead, nobody was catching him. He was pulling. It was a, it was a well-deserved win is what I'm trying to say. No, he, he definitely earned it. And you could see from his, you know, even his his demeanor before the race, something about San Diego, he just, he likes it there. You know, you can tell mm-hmm. he's confident there. He came in with just a little extra something. And it would have been cool had Trey not fallen because I think Chad would have still made a run at him, you know? Yeah. I, I just think he wasn't, he was going to steal a quick quote from DC Shoes. He was going to refuse to lose. That night, he was just right. on it, and uh, it would have been it would have been a fun race had Trey stayed up, and they were you know could have battled a little bit. But yeah, he was yeah he was on it. Um, lots of mistakes by a lot of dudes, huh? Yeah, that was a that was a gnarly track, man. Yeah. I mean, the conditions, you know, I don't know what TV showed weeds, but it was like it really never stopped raining. It was a constant little light yeah. drizzle. There was huge puddles in the middle. You can kind of always see when it was drizzling. And then occasionally it would just dump, you know, and the track would go from kind of starting to tack up and the main line was pretty decent to total ice skating rink again, you know, and different parts would be worse than others. And mm-hmm. it made it really tricky for the guys to figure out, okay, <laughs> how tacky is it going to be? You know, what's this section going to be like this yeah. lap? You never knew. James Stewart went down, Trey Kennard went down, Ryan Villapoto went down. Um, Ryan Dungey stayed up. But uh, 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 um, which is good for him. He, you know, take away that chain, and he's right there again in the points. T- of course, take away the chain is like saying, "If I hadn't eaten all those double cheeseburgers," um, but I'm just saying. You know, I don't think it is like saying that uh, oh. if he hadn't eaten those double cheeseburgers, though, because you know the theory was was he purposely just, hey, I'm not going to hang it out like these guys because I think consistency will be key, and you know that was the, if that was the strategy. I mean, how could he have predicted, but what if my chain breaks? You know what I mean? Um, now, all of a sudden, that strategy would be looking pretty good. Yeah, even if you gave him, like, a fifth that night, you know. He'd be right there. He'd, yeah. He'd be pretty close. Yeah, he's 23 down right now. Right. So he lost, I believe, 15 points that night, say, between yeah. fifth and getting 20th. Yeah. So he'd be, what, eight points behind? Right. Right. And now, after, you know, the two bad races for the two – top guys, you'd be saying, well, wait a minute, maybe Dungey's the smartest guy of all. So, yeah, I don't think you can say that chain, well, you can't count that. I mean, you do. That wasn't his fault. That was yeah. Yeah. just what happened. Um, yeah. Ping, do you think uh, in watching Kennard at all, I know he's your guy. We, we had him on last week. Um, was he riding a little reckless? And, like, was it just a matter of time before he went down, do you think? Because he was really sprinting away, like, almost, like, to the point where I wonder, like, hey, you can't go that fast in these conditions. It's going to bite you. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, he didn't look reckless to me. He looked, <clears throat> he looked a lot more relaxed mm-hmm. in the lead. But I'm thinking, God, he's going too fast. That's what to I'm saying. To be pulling right. away from right. all those guys, I'm like, dude, just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, slow down a little bit, and <laughs> and I'll make you a sandwich. Him. I'll, I'll, no. I'll, I'll have that sandwich ready for you. Just slow down. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was almost bound to happen. Reed did say, of course, all the winners always are able to say the right things because they won. 
But Reed did say he was getting ready to make another run at him. He'd learned a couple new lines from Trey, and he was getting ready to turn it on when Trey went down. So well, there was two or things Trey, two or three things Trey was doing, like where he would jump across where the start hooked in. Yeah, and he was making up so much time on Chad. I mean, he was he was much quicker than Chad if they had written their own lines. You know, yeah. if Chad yeah. hadn't seen what Trey was doing. Right, Trey would have left him. You know, he he did it to help Chad a lot, being able to see what he was doing. Yeah, but, you mean jumping into the jumping out of the whoops into the corner? Yeah, well, that yeah. too. There, there's there was three or four things he was doing that was quicker than what Chad was doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's easy to say when you won when it went down the way it did. Yeah, I was getting ready to pass him back. <laughs> exactly. How many times did you use that line, Ping? <laughs> well, I never got too much because you have to win. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Did you ever have any come by come from behind wins? Yeah, dude. None of my wins were whole shots. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. <clears throat> none of them. You learn something new every day, Weege. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, what, uh, what? I never uh, had like the Eli Tomac night where you just right whole shot and night. go bye bye. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that Reed did look a whole lot better. You know, three or four laps into that race, and I think his fastest lap came on the seventh or something like that. He didn't look too sharp. At the beginning, right. So it did seem like, yeah, he figured out better lines. You could see that just by seeing where he was going, and he looked like he was riding a little more aggressively. Where at the beginning he was tentative, so it might sound complete. If you're not a Reed fan, you probably think that's totally ridiculous that he said I was going to make another run at him. Yeah, and maybe he, that run wouldn't have been good enough, but it did seem like he rode better. About about the same time, Clark Hill. So we'll never know. Yeah, and uh, and and at one point, Villapoto was kind of stuck in like 11th or 12th, and James was in second. And that would have been a disaster. But at, by the end, uh, he made it up to seventh. James crashed and went to third. So RV still in the points title. Uh, Ping, if RV had started up front, was he going to win? Um, I know it's easy. I know it's not an easy question to answer. Uh, to me, he looked the best all day. I know he didn't have the best practice times, but when you watched him out there in practice and Ouija, you don't, you weren't there. You were grilling, but uh, uh, he just looked. <laughs> He looked like just in control in the slop a little bit, if you could say something like that. No, he he's riding he's riding great right now. I, I don't know what's going on with his starts, but it was hard for me to take him seriously on that uh, Mad Max motorcycle he had going on after the first turn. <laughs> no number plate and no Enderless, defender. No number yeah. plate. Yeah. He might as well just have broken his visor off just to finish the look. Yeah, yeah, really, huh? <laughs> He had to pull in the mechanics area. I didn't realize that. I didn't see it. But uh, oh, I didn't see that either. Yeah, he pulled in the mechanics area and uh, did they he show yanked up? the yeah. number plate off, or what was it? Yeah, he yanked the yanked the rear fender off, I guess, oh. and maybe the number plate or something. He said he yanked the, he he himself yanked the number plate <laughs> off. So, um, yeah, in the heat race. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily speed. It's just everyone else looked like they were, you know, making mistakes here, making mistakes there, just you know, just dealing with the conditions. And he didn't look like that was happening. He was rounding his corners right. He wasn't losing the back end here, tucking the front end there. Every rut he seemed to hit was the perfect one to hit. He just looked a whole lot. It looked like he was riding on closer to dry conditions, where everyone else was clearly having their problems here and there in the mud in the heat race. So too bad he didn't get to show it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And what about Davey Millsaps coming on? Right? That's his conditions, right? Kind of is, I think. Yeah. Well, again, one of those things after the guy wins the race. After the race last year, everyone said, oh, we knew Millsaps was going to win that one. And I'm like, really? <laughs> the guy was getting like 12th, like right. the previous week. <laughs> right. 
you really knew he was just going to win. Everybody said, oh, yeah, once it gets rutted and muddy like that, no one can touch Davey, which a couple guys touched him. But he did ride better, although I guess the last couple of weeks have been uh, an improvement. Yeah, fourth and a fifth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he was sucking and balls stubborn. for a while. So, I mean, that's, that's yeah. pretty good. And not just you know, we are... start and hanging in there. Like, he's been stubborn. He's been battling mm-hmm. dudes right down to the end. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are getting ready to head east where, you know, the softer dirt, the ruddy stuff, that's where he definitely excels. So, mm-hmm. man, he's on a good roll. Good for him. Yeah, and he's actually doing the opposite of his teammate, Justin Brayton, who has had two races, two uh, poo-poo races in the last two weeks. Is that what we call them? Yeah, poo-poo races. Poo-poo races, I Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, bummer bummer for JB. Um, you know, we, we keep talking about him on the show, and we uh, we should call him. We should get him on. Bring him up. Maybe, maybe, he we- can, maybe, maybe we can see if he knows what Realtree is, because... We, no, yeah. one, no one else but Ping did. So, Ping, have you run that nickname possibility by him yet? No, I haven't. Let's, let's see if he knows oh. what it is. All right, yeah. let's, let's check it out. Hold on a second. And we actually did manage to get a hold of Justin Brayton, and he's on the line. Uh, JB, what's up? Uh, not much. Just out here in North Carolina doing a little, little testing today. Are you actually at the track right now? Yeah, I'm actually at the track. and I was actually just doing starts, mm-hmm. and uh, they're like, hey, don't forget about your – podcast you gotta do i was like oh all right one more start came back to the truck and my phone was ringing so perfect time wow ah, check that out uh, <laughs> um yeah we got pingree on the line uh perhaps you know him as a former 125 supercross winner uh something you never yep. managed to do brayton and then also uh and uh Weege. no oh. credentials at all there <laughs> yeah <laughs> we just we doesn't even go to the races anymore yeah <laughs> hey uh brayton um ping has something he wants to ask you JB, all right. So we we I've been trying to come up with this new nickname for you because okay, you've been quietly killing it, you know. But nobody seems to let, like notice your fourth place finishes or talking about the podium guys. So I'll, I thought your nickname should be Real Tree. I, I saw and Mathis that didn't even know what Real Tree was. It was like nobody got it. Really? Do you know what Real Tree is? Yeah. Do you know what that is, Brayton? Yeah, yeah, I know Real Tree. It's some hunting stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Like like camouflage. That's kind of what I was thinking see? when I saw it. That right thing? Like exactly camo, right. Kinda? Yeah, like your camo to everybody. We don't see you out there. We see we see a guy in seventh, and we see the top three, but we always miss you. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's, it's been that way for a while, but I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm fine with it. You did have quietly on the back of your pants, which I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of funny. I called the shift guys up at the last minute and decided to put quietly on there, and I really did have a quiet night. It wasn't even a quiet fourth place. It was a quiet down in the first turn and <laughs> quiet 13th. So um, I don't know if I'll put that on there again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, that's uh, that's, uh, that's two poo-poo races for you in a row, buddy. Getting a, get a little worried. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was actually really, really bummed out after this past weekend just uh, – that was good all day. It was right. awesome to hear. Yeah. It was awesome in practice. And then the main, I was like, I was actually riding good. The first couple laps just passed into sixth, and uh, Alessi was right in front of me, and then I just stalled my bike. Exact same thing Stuart did. Mm-hmm. Same section, everything. Yeah. And uh, I haven't stalled my bike since I was, like, seven. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a bummer, but, uh, yeah, I can't get too bummed. I'm, I'm riding really well, and uh, 
got to be patient. Yeah, you are. You're right there. Um, and yeah, and Villapoto said you caused his crash, not on purpose, but he rear-ended you, and then dudes plowed into him, and it was all over from there. <laughs> when I stopped my bike. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, yeah, I hit uh, Brayton. I hit Brayton, and then somebody hit me, and then it was a, a, a you know a 405 freeway train wreck. Oh. So, uh, um, um, but yeah. Sorry, uh, Arby. Yeah, exactly. No, he'll be all right. Don't <laughs> don't worry about that. Uh, what did you think yeah. of the track? How was it out there, man? It looked like uh, looked a little slippery. Yet sometimes you had traction, sometimes not. Yeah, I actually like conditions like that. that was, that's what was weird. Is like I was kind of looking forward to it, and uh, like the in between where you can still jump the jumps, but it's pretty difficult to do them. I enjoy that, and I uh, was looking forward to the day, and um, just so happened I got a bad result, so it wasn't that that fun for me. But uh, the track was pretty good i thought they did a, a good job and i was actually hoping they would have left the whoops i was kind of bummed about that because that kind of separated us and they made them real easy but i guess it was a little bit safer that way so um yeah i, I didn't mind the track at all I thought they did a good job yeah ping did you see all the work they did to those yeah. whoops in between? yeah it was weak man they they took a dozer in there and just literally literally turned them into like whoops you'd see at the you know winter olympics or something so yeah, what? Yeah. What was the deal? Why'd they do that? Were they that gnarly, JB? Yeah, I heard a couple people saying we were all hanging out before opening ceremonies, and a couple people were like, "Oh, they, you know, they should knock them down or this and that." And then Bone mentioned something that they were talking about it, and I think they were just scared of if the skies really opened up and it got really nasty, then they would have been brutal. Which I could totally see that. Yeah. But uh, I actually didn't even know they did it, and I saw the start of the lights, man, and Tomac went in there like wide open. I'm like, whoa. I actually put my hands up like, uh-oh, he's going to crash, and then nothing happened. I was like, huh? Did he really just go through those that fast? And then I figured out obviously they changed them, so wow. uh, I could see their point, though, for sure. If it really poured, they would they would have been crazy hard. So And and you also, too, I bet your Rich Winkler is just like a, a scared little kid right now, because Dirtworks has been under fire lately for different reasons, and he's probably like, mm-hmm. oh, God. You know, like, I don't know what yeah. to do. You know? You know, you know yeah, what I, I thought was been doing awesome the, the before set in the back, where you came over the double and then went into them with some speed. Yeah, like I could see knocking those down a little bit because they were shiny and you could get jiggy through there and shoot off. But the other set was so slow and there was two tight mm-hmm. turns. I thought, man, that's a good place for people to, you know, make some time or lose some time, leave it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think sure. the, way I they, the way they knocked them down, it made it one line because everybody just went right to that inside. And, Mm-hmm. I, was, I I think that was a mistake, but yeah. Anyway, um, so Justin, how did uh, Tomac know? Yeah, how did Tomac, Tomac know that he could hit that? Somebody that, must have told that, him. That, that. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I saw Larocco on the dozer. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was actually the one knocking him down, so he had a good idea beforehand. Um, uh, Brayton, are you happy with your year so far? I mean, you're like uh, I think you're ninth in points, which isn't probably where you want to be, but there's been great rides in there. Heat race wins and some great main event rides and some poo-poo luck. But uh, are you happy with the way the year is going? Yeah, I would say there's definitely things to be happy about. I mean, obviously, um, the points and and things like that. I mean, I've had four races outside of the top ten already, and that's Mm -hmm. uh, it's like total opposite of last year. I never once finished outside the top ten except Daytona where I DNF'd. um, But it was always like kind of – really quiet rise last year. It was always sixth or seventh, and 
Um, this year I just wanted to get up front and be one of the guys in the mix. I was always just behind everybody last year, and there was, you know, a lot of guys out. So um, I feel like I've made a lot better strides to getting faster and a little more aggressive. And uh, so, yeah, there's definitely things to be happy about. Um, but I'm definitely bummed up two bad races in a row where I felt like I was riding good at both of them. And, um, but, yeah, just some bad luck. But then, you know, i got to make my own luck, too. I can't be starting seventh or eighth in the main. Looking forward to Atlanta and getting back on the East Coast and good dirt and things like that. So uh, hopefully string together some top fives and podiums. Your uh, your teammate passed you in points this week. I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm just saying he's got bragging rights, so if there's like some sort of special treat at the JGR truck, he gets it. You don't. Yeah, he's uh, got it. <laughs> he's a big treat. He's got the treat. Oh, yeah, he is a big treat. I forgot about that. He's got a big treat already, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, the, um, Maybe. I know that the conditions are pretty gnarly. Have been, Actually, the weather here is in North Carolina is actually good now, but it's been pretty gnarly all year up until this. So did that actually mm-hmm. help? Were you acclimated to riding in extremely cold temperatures? <laughs> yeah, well, was, I've actually been in California for no. well, up until two weeks ago. But, uh right. Yeah, we uh, we did some tire testing in like 36 degrees, and actually this morning I got out here about 9:30, and it was uh, it was 62 when I left my house, and then for some reason it's just 35 minutes north of where I live, and we got here and it was like 42. So um, yeah, it was pretty chilly this morning, but it's not too bad. It's uh, I mean you get a little bit chilly, but then you kind of got to sacrifice that because the dirt's so good out here, you know ruts and things like that where California is just, just hard packed. So, um, yeah, I got to stay out in California for a while and enjoy that weather. And now back here where it's going to be good. Oh, you're on the Weege program where Weege has a month of beach house. And now he's, yeah. you know, yeah. back, that's right. Yeah, hey, back where you are. You didn't, get to stay in the, you didn't get to stay in the beach house with Dixon and all those guys for a team, did you? You get to go beach house? Oh, no, you have your own house, don't you? Yeah, I just stay at my house out there. But they always get a beach house. That's pretty cool. I think the guys enjoy that. Yeah, I'd say. So maybe high rollers do it, not like these poor, these <laughs> poor unfortunate pro racers. Yeah. They claim it's cheaper. Well, it says it's cheaper to do that. Just no, it is, house. because for some reason no one rents, no one cares about renting a beach house in the winter, so if you ask someone for one in January, they, like, give it to you. So that's yeah, my that's story. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Maybe it's better for video games, too, being in California in January. <laughs> that's true. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe Koi has it all planned out, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's some big... Yeah big video game tournaments where the uh, DSL high speed is better on the West Coast, so he needs to be out there. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, talk about um, somebody in the class uh, uh, that won on the weekend. Uh, Chad Reed, pretty unexpected, huh? Yeah, I, I thought it was really cool to yeah. see Chad win. I actually didn't know that he's won that much in San Diego. That's I didn't crazy. either. I didn't either. Statistic. I mean, that's, that's cool. Six and two. And, uh, I know how he feels, though. Like, there's just tracks that you – go to or stadiums and you're just like you just got such a good vibe going there i'm sure Ping, you can attest to this you just you've done that good there in the past and you're just excited to get there and excited to go even if you have a bad practice like mm-hmm. uh had a bad practice and not a great heat but he just knew you know this is san diego i'm gonna go yeah. win this thing what? and uh that's pretty cool that he did that ping did you awesome. have did you have a we, we we know ping didn't have an outdoor track like that but ping did you have a supercross stadium that you liked 
<laughs> yeah, I never had an Alpine. Actually, I always liked Washougal, but uh, I never won there or anything. But uh, yeah. Anaheim, for me, I was just always comfortable there, maybe because we went there so much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I won there twice, so I don't know. This place yeah. was comfortable to me. I know. That's what I meant about Reed. You could just yeah. – he had swagger to <laughs> – you know, oh, steal a turn from number four ninety, right? Um, Get a little extra swagger, and you couldn't stop yeah. it. And you couldn't stop it. You um, couldn't stop it, swagger. I know. Growing up in Manitoba, I always felt better at Altona, the track called Altona. <laughs> I always did pretty good on that one. So there you go. <laughs> just crickets. Everybody's just whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It was a joke. It was a joke. Um, hey, AJB. You know, for a guy from Iowa, you picked up a pretty heavy. North Carolina accent. Do you notice that? Like when you talk, do you realize you kind of really? sound like a, a good old boy no. now? Are you? Are you guys no. don't notice it? Are you kidding me? No. No, I don't notice I don't it. Really. I think I do. Wow. wow. All right. All right. Wow. Just me. I... Hey, well, you only know, been here last two weeks. Actually, I've caught myself saying y'all a, couple, a few times. Uh, all right. So. Ah, there we go. Wait till Weege picks it up. That'll be awesome. Yeah, Weege is going to pick yeah, it up we'll have... quick. Yeah, let's 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 do like some audio clips now, and then in like June, and then we'll see how different it sounds. Yeah, how long until <laughs> hey Ping? How long until like Brayton and Millsaps are just we just go to guys for everything? Like I was uh, talking to yeah. Davey Millsaps the other day, and uh, you know, yeah, I'm pumped. Let me tell you, I, I I hang out with Brayton, and let me tell you what Brayton says. You know, you'll be like, huh? <laughs> like so, it won't, it won't Wait, be. Are you out here right now? Are you in North Carolina? Yeah, I'm in Hickory right now, but I am supposedly closing on a different house now. This never-ending roller coaster um, this weekend. So by next week, I should be an 100 percent resident, just like yourself. And then it's on. Right. Awesome. Scrabble games, Scrabble games, Battleship, you name it, Brayton. <laughs> hey, I've learned from the best. Mathis has been riding the ferry train for a long time. What do you I feel t- like? I've studied. I've learned it. What do you I know how this works? What are you talking about, man? I'm, I'm very excited to put these lessons into into use. I don't talk about yeah. Timmy that much. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here's the cool thing. Brayton actually has referenced this podcast. You've actually listened to this, or did the JGR guys just tell you about it? You've actually yeah. listened to this show. You know what's crazy? I was in my garage in California working on my bike one afternoon with my laptop on the workbench listening to the podcast of you three. About that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's more amazing, that or you were working on your bike. I'm yeah, I can't, uh, I can't figure that out. Hey, enough, that was fun too. enough about you. Nobody cares. What about Teddy Mare? What's up with Teddy Mare? Teddy Mare. Teddy Mare can ride a dirt bike. I haven't actually I talked to him is over he, Christmas when I was back. Okay. Is, and, he healed, uh, is he all healed up? That's your guy, right? He's like Canadian champion. and. Uh, I feel like Teddy Mare doesn't get enough credit. He's a good rider. He's a good dude. Like growing up with Teddy, he used to wax me and then uh, – he got a chance. I think he rode Supercross. What year was that for Richmond Kawasaki? And he actually did fairly well. I think he got eighth in the series or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then no one signed him. He's, I don't know. Yeah. Quiet. Wow. He's quiet. He's from Iowa. Ping gave Ping yeah. gave him a tryout. Ping gave him a tryout yeah, last he, year. That dude slipped through the cracks, man. That's a bummer because you're right. He can ride. He he came out and and had a tryout for us last year and yeah. he was awesome. Like right away, you could just see he was. He was smooth. His style looks so good on the bike, and he was—he was real. He kept being—he was adamant, like, "Yeah, man, it takes me a little while to get warmed up. Sorry if I'm, you know, not figuring it out right away." But 
You know, and it did take him a little bit of time. By the end of the day, he was fast. And I, I yeah. told Troy, well, that's the guy you need to hire. Because I watched him race in Canada. Steve, when you and I went up and did, uh, what yeah. was that race we did? When we took over the Canadian Nationals with a, with a 12-21 finish. <laughs> yeah, what race was that? Walton? Walton. Walton. Kid, man, he was flying there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, he, he narrowed... put him on a good bike. If he was healthy and on a good bike and had some confidence going, that kid would have done well. He, like he narrowly he missed out on the title this year. He won it the year before, and then this coming year, if he's healthy, I heard he was jacked up, he's going to be on a 450. Yeah, I think he got hurt in Germany. He was doing that series over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I remember actually, King, when you were thinking about signing him, because it was weird. I, I flew back. It was right after Bercy. I flew back to watch the Des Moines Arena Cross. I was sitting on Teddy's bike talking to him, and then my phone rings, and it was King asking about Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have your Did you have your King of Bursi trophy around your neck? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I had yeah. my big uh, leather jacket on too, said King of Bursi on the back. <laughs> showed up, <laughs> showed up to Des Moines Arena Cross, ready to show those guys what's up. Alumni, yeah, Arena Cross alumni. Yeah, exactly. Back to the roots. Um, yeah. Well, right on, Justin. I didn't want to take too much of your time, or we didn't want to take too much of your time. So uh, we'll let you get back testing and. Uh, cool. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right. Good luck this weekend, dude. Yeah, Real tree. Yeah, get some. Real tree. <laughs> Sounds good. See you. Have a good day. Right, I'll be over for lunch later. I'll yeah. see you for lunch, man. See you over in a little bit. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. See yeah. you, guys. Yeah, can you imagine, Ping, how, how this is going to go with Weege and the, and the JGR guys? Wait. Oh, God. Oh, it's good. I, I can just tell you right now, there's going to be racer head contributions are going to start to be a lot more JGR. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> I'm just saying. Heavily weighted. Because we've all been there with Razorhead where you're like, oh, shit, it's Friday morning or it's Thursday night. I haven't done Razorhead. You have nothing because, you, you know, like we, you talk about it or write about it all week or whatever. You got nothing. So you always go to one well that you can always go to. And uh, <laughs> Ping, it's the Troy Lee well. And I don't blame you. I'm not. Ping goes to the Troy Lee well. He knows what's going on with those guys and what's happening. And sometimes the Yuri Dostal well also was mined. Um, and Weege will now be the JGR well. I'm really worried. Like, what would, what would happen if the, the guys got hurt and I wasn't getting the same level of scoops? Or, God forbid, they just said it's not working out. We're just going to go back to being a car team. Like, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, my property values would be ruined if they did that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What you should Hey, do, I, can't, I can't believe you guys don't notice his accent. You don't notice him having sort of like the lazy southern drawl. I think he's always been like that. Uh, I think he's I from think Iowa. Iowa people do not have an accent like that. I don't know. I don't you guys know. are crazy. It's it's crept up on you because it's happened slowly and quietly. Quiet. Real treat, real treat on you. <laughs> <laughs> if nobody talks to him, no one realizes that. The... <laughs> I laugh so much. Like even Burner, you know, who's living back in Georgia now. I I, I feel like. I don't know, nobody else notices it, but he has, like, his Australian accent faded out pretty heavy. Oh, and Metcalf's another one. Like, they, they still have the Australian, like, flair in some words, but then there's, like, some southern drawl in some words, and then a little bit of, like, California bro nasty, kind of all mixed into one. Let's, I don't know. You might have a sixth Maybe it's just sense, an, an additional... A sixth sense on this. You might have another career in linguist, linguistics. Linguistics. Yeah. There's two things I pick up on. Sense. Like I have a my nose. I can smell. 
I could smell things you wouldn't believe from miles away, and I could pick up on on accents and dialects. I don't know. I don't know. It's a gift. It's a gift. Ping. The Somebody's tr- smoking a cigarette within like two miles of me. I'm like, who's the idiot smoking right here? And I'm looking around. People are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, somebody's smoking. I smell it. Ping. Disgusting. If you were, if it was a hundred years ago, you would have been a great tracker. You would have been. I would have. Ping. A hundred. A hundred years ago. What? Uh, what hound? Uh, Ping would have been like one of those Indian trackers where he's like on the ground and he's like, cow this way, deer this way, you know? And he's just grabbing the grass and smelling it. <laughs> I can tell by his accent that he's not from around here. Yeah. Get him. Hang him. Get him. Get him. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, I should have asked, have you noticed that the JGR commercial they have on Oh, TV God, here we go. Yeah, I, I, I've been studying the JGR uh, program very carefully. They have a the commercial with them and Joey Logano, and everyone in the commercial has a speaking role, except, of course, Brayden doesn't get to talk. He just gets to smile at the camera. Yeah, that's a good point. Even in the TV commercial, he was very quiet. Very quiet. Yeah, I never you noticed know, that. Bill Sapp talks, Logano talks, Coy talks, right. Coach talks. Coach, that's what I call him. Yeah, you know, Coach. Tight. Yeah, Coachy. Tight. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm supposed to get a signed uh, football, then I was supposed to get a signed helmet, and now I've been told I'm not getting anything. So yeah, I got it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, hey, I want to talk about the KTM 350s. I've told you guys that those things are the real deal. <laughs> I've preached it over and over. Um, no, but look, they almost both got the starts. Good for them. Alessi and Short have had two pretty good races in a row. I mean, Shorty's gone six five in two weeks, or, or yeah, and uh, and Mike has started up front, and certainly Weege looks to be trying much harder. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think uh, with Mike we can talk about the bike. I think we can talk about the uh, overall mindset. You know, uh, you know, Tony called me last week wondering what your theory was. Really? Because I wrote Actually, it. So- I wrote in my yeah. observations that Weech has this cockamamie theory about Michael Lessi, and he may just be right. And- yeah, I got a couple of uh, emails from that. I even got one from the KTM people. So I, I was like, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but here it goes. And oh, really? I said it on the show. Yeah, I, I said it on the show before. I'll say it again. I think Mike. Wasn't pumped on racing Supercross, wasn't pumped on racing that bike, and wasn't pumped on his dad not being around. And I think they were trying to prove a point of, we've been down this road with DeCoster before, we are going to prove to the world that we are better off together than apart. Better, We can do better than DeCoster. So, yeah, and you told the KTM people a, this. You told the KTM people this. Uh, yeah, the only thing I did was when I said this about not happy about the bike, I threw in, in parentheses, possibly. I didn't want to... <laughs> I figured I could go to the well and say he did. It seemed to me like he didn't really want to ride Supercross, but I didn't want to go 100 percent right. on the on the bike, so I left that part softened a little bit. Who, but anyway, who I emailed you? you like, the, that, like the PR chick? A couple people asked me about it. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, obs the column everybody lives their lives around. Yeah, man. that's put it. it in there. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, Tony called me. He's like, "What's this theory we has? What are you talking about?" I put it in my column that nobody reads like three weeks ago. Where I said Mike's gone from the point of not trying to do well to I think purposely trying to do badly when he got passed by right. Reardon and Ty Simmons on 350s in Oakland. Yeah, I know he's better than that. And yeah. is he better than that now? Yeah, yeah, he's better than that. Um, yeah. Uh, well, don't worry. Uh, our, my call screener, Tits Legendary, showed up last night with a Renthal uh, Redux shirt on, T-shirt. So. Really? Yeah. I didn't even remember giving that to him, but hey, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so Tony, Tony didn't agree with you. He he said, uh, he said no, no, that's not it. He's just riding better. He's just. So Tony would not take credit himself. Nope. 
Again, probably part of the master plan, probably. I, I, I maybe I'm, I'm shocked. Everything's a conspiracy. <laughs> there is yeah. a lot of conspiracies thought- with him, with with Tony, for sure. Absolutely. I, I don't know how much you guys know this, but we each, yeah. right? There's a lot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So he's saying everything's on the up and up, and the fact that he returned to the races and suddenly Mike got faster, completely nope. unrelated. Completely unrelated. Really? Okay. Yeah. Although Mike's girlfriend said that after Oakland, Tony was like, you got to go get a real job. You're going to have to go get a real yeah. job. Yeah. Yep. And that motivated him. <laughs> and Mike was like, okay, wait a minute. I'm not really qualified yeah. to get a real job. I better go faster. Like, really, what could Michael Alessi do? Uh, Paperboy. <laughs> Paperboy. I mean, I like him. I like Mike. He's just he's, – he's, uh, he's grown up in this bubble of motocross. We all know this, and, and it's not a shocker. I don't think – I couldn't see Mike down, you know, coaching high school football. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com Racer X podcast show. It's that time. Time for a commercial. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bicar body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped in anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. Ping, what do you think of Shorty? What do you, what, what'd you think? Yeah, he's, he's doing good. I, I, I've not been as down on that bike as you have. I, like I said, I think they're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That, that team of guys they have over there is too good to not get that bike competitive. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're going to keep making it better and better. And um, I think Shorty will be – you know, honestly, I think when they get back east where it's a little stickier and tighter, mm-hmm. that thing's going to be even better because it's, it is a lot more nimble than a 450. Right. Well, uh, it's, it's not a lot lighter, but it feels like it. Right. Because of the engine parts. So, you know, if he can, that's one of the hardest parts on a tight, sticky track is getting a 450 to turn. Yeah. And that thing should be able to excel a little bit. You know, I, I talked to Shorty a lot, um, and he, he's very, he stressed to me a few times. He can pull a start, but he's got to hit it perfectly, Ping. He's got to hit all of his, uh, all of his marks, you know, he's got to be able to hear his bike and realize when to grab that gear. So he's, he thinks he can pull it. He just has to be precise. No mistakes allowed. Otherwise, it's uh, it's back of the pack time. So yeah, who's uh, who's? Well, let's talk about Wyndham Weege. Uh, what they show on TV for the for the uh, for the main? What, did, I think he had a he had a front brake problem. Did they kind of get into that? 
Uh, no, they just showed him out in the mechanics area. Uh, but um, what a what a uh, tough night. And man. the same thing. Whatever. What happened in the heat race? Oh they, uh, yeah, he ate poop. Hey, on the last lap? No, halfway through probably. Oh okay. Yeah, there's a there's a little double step up before that backside set of whoops, and he it looked like he spun. It just got greasy, and he spun and. Oh, man, he packed in hard. And he was standing there holding his wrist. Oh, I thought he was done. I thought done. for sure yeah. his shoulder or wrist was, was done, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, well, that's it for him. Because, I mean, Wyndham's not exactly, you know, he's not one of those dudes to to roll around on the ground if he's not hurt or whatever. But, uh, yeah. Um, I thought he was done, and he came up for the LCQ. And uh, and then, then to fight back from that, come back from the LCQ, and then go out with a front break problem. His His year is really – not going well right now. He's oh. actually dropped out of the opening ceremonies because he is uh, 11th in the points, and I'm waiting to see if they still include him in there. Whoa. Like, this should be, like, we all know that they want to promote him, and we all know he's a great guy, and he's got the family thing going, and he's the most popular rider in the pits. But what happens this weekend? Do they put him in opening ceremonies? And no one is hurt. No one else in the top ten is hurt, right? Everyone's racing. Who, who bumped him out? Um, Millsaps would have. Oh, Millsaps is eighth now because Tedesco is tenth. Yeah, everybody's healthy, so tough call. Hey, Ping. When next time you're working with the asterisk guys, here we can we get a universal like how you're supposed to hold each injured limb? Because the problem is the way Wyndham was holding his arm, they hold it. They're holding. You can't tell if they're holding their wrist because their wrist hurts. Or they're holding their arm to support their shoulder, which is separated, or the collarbone's broken. It's very hard to guess. And as journalists, we don't want to actually ask anyone anything, and they probably wouldn't tell us anyway. So I think we need a more universal. If you hurt your wrist, you have to hold your arm like this, so we can guess properly. What, what we should because yeah, what, what we what, should I mean, do, I, we should get yeah. Ping to work the asterisk thing every race. And what he does is we have signals. We have like football signals. Where okay. he, he goes to the press box. Tug, tug on the ear. Yeah. Tap the nose. Yeah. 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 And no one yep. will know. It'll just be our little right. secret. And we're like, Ping says his wrist is broken. Because obviously, Ping, you can't tell everybody because you're, you know, you're working in a medical capacity. But if you grab your left ear and brush your right knee, you know, we know that that's wrist. So I was following like tweets and comments and people are like, I can't believe Wyndham's riding with a broken collarbone. <laughs> it was clearly a broken collarbone the way he was holding his arm. And then somebody else was like, no, you idiot. He was clearly holding his wrist. No, but he was holding his wrist to support his arm because the shoulder was hurt. So, <laughs> well, that's, that's the we problem. I mean, when, when you, you could hurt anything from your wrist to your forearm to your elbow, yeah. your you know, upper arm, your shoulder. It could all, yeah. And you need support it the same way. You kind of hold, your, you kinda hold exactly. it down here to support it. So, exactly. The, the bottom line is, as journalists, we need to go ask somebody who is in his camp and get a, an answer. Wow, because the medical crew—they're not supposed to say anything, right. you know. It's just right. there isn't HIPAA laws like there would be in a typical medical setting, but it's still in poor taste for them to go. You know, they—they they just don't. I, they, uh, they'll ask. Bodner will ask anytime someone gets hurt and he's taken up. What do you want us to say on this? You know, what does you want to tell people? Yeah, one time and he uh, kind of leaves it to them. I broke my arm in South Dakota at this fair race, and I broke it, and it was uh, really hurting bad. But I still. Went to Fuddruckers with my dad after. That's dedication. Um, <laughs> just, that's a true story. You know what you do best? Dedication I to what? Hamburgers? Uh, it's just dedication to eat, yeah. Um, yeah. 
but a broken arm. Yeah, I had to drive all the way back and everything with a broken arm after Fuddruckers, of course. Um, hey, who's Maxim Lesage? Eight seven seven out there, French guy. He's a French guy, huh? I'd never. I mean, I know I keep up with, uh, you know, the, the 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 European scene and all that. I've never heard of this dude. I don't know. No, I give you credit. You know, like Aranda. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know all those dudes. I, I follow the results. Yeah. I've never heard of this dude. I don't know who he is, but he was there. He made the main. Um. Yeah, and so did uh, Iswa. So. Yeah. French series paying off. Iswa got uh, that was his, didn't he get thirteenth? Yeah, thirteenth. You know, I've talked to that dude more and more the last two weeks. Could, um, could there be two more French European names? <laughs> oh, Maxime and Fabian. Fabian is wah. <laughs> yes. Maxime Lassage. Yeah. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> That'd be like the next logical logical thing. Um, I've talked to Fabian the last uh, couple of weeks. You know, he – dude, there's no uh, – I mean, not – I guess I, there's no um, – arrogance to the guy there's nothing he after he didn't make the main i'm like hey tough night he's like yeah and he explains sort of what happened but he's like no excuses on that bike i need to be in the main event on this on that bike that's bike that bike is better than than you know than what i did tonight like he was he was wow. cool he's been cool yeah. yeah no mikey over there i talked to mike a little bit uh villapoto's mechanic and he said the same thing he goes man that dude is so cool yeah he's like the nicest guy i'm like really cool <laughs> like, and, and he, he said it to me like I can't believe it. He's, you know, it's a nice French guy. And I went, well, look at Roncada. Who doesn't like that guy? Right. Or, you know, DV yeah. or um, Tortelli. You know I mean? It, yeah. Tortelli. Just many nice French guys. Mark Blanchard. Tortelli, doesn't like that guy? Tortelli just, like, stinks of class. The dude's just fucking cool. Oops. He's just cool. You know? As opposed to just stinking. Yeah. Stinks of class. Yeah, you just know. You know what I mean? The guy's just really nice. He's just uh, always polite, always got good things to say. I, I'm a big fan of Sebastian Tortelli, you know? But, He's fancy, too, man. I know. He's always got on, like, some article of clothing that's worth more than my truck. Yes, absolutely. He was wearing some sort of jacket at Bercy that I'm like, yeah. ooh, that's oh, like yeah. a tweed, tweed yeah. jacket straight off the runway of Paris. Um, yeah. Hey, let's go to the 250 class. Uh, uh, let's switch topics here. Tomac. Hey, we need to cover. I think we need to cover one more guy here. Timmy. We barely even mentioned James Stewart. Barely even mentioned him. Well, we did, um, you know, quiet night for him. I got him in my notes. I just I put quietly. I put Stewie quiet because uh, there was no aerial antics. There was there wasn't uh, wasn't much to impress. But you know, he, he, he didn't dive bomb anybody from the air. <laughs> he didn't. Don't you mean? <laughs> didn't do any of that. Um, I meant more like jumping any jumps or anything like that. Like, but you could use oh, the other right. way too. The other one works too. Um, <laughs> there was no F fourteen attack from the skies. <laughs> what's just our um, Tomcat on the back of his pants? Hey, what's funny though is I got a couple emails this week from people that, and, and I haven't paid attention because I don't really listen to Ralph all that much anymore. Um, but I guess Ralph never once mentioned "too bad for JT" or ho- "hopefully Thomas is okay." Or um, anything like that, <laughs> discussing the situation. <laughs> I got those too, and I think last year they were very light on Kyle Parker's information. Very, very light <laughs> concern and and info. Like, I like Daytona, which is what like six races later, Parker is like, I think it was his knee. I think he's like, yeah, that, I tore my ACL, and my season is pretty much destroyed because of that. But I got to keep riding because the only way I can pay my bills. And I'm like, does anybody know about this? Yeah. 
Like, no, no one's asked me. Yeah, I, I get, I got an like people already get on Ralph. We we defended him last week on the show, um, so we're not we're not uh, we're not one sided here. But uh, yeah, people, this guy sent me an email that was not happy. Probably sent probably same guy oh. sent you one, Weech. Probably just writes off fires yeah. off a, an email to everybody. Maybe. Um, Maybe. But uh, yeah, he was like never once mentioned JT. Like the dude just got landed on, exploded, gets up, gets up, and then realizes he's hurt and like limps to the side. Like it's a dramatic effect, you know? Yeah. Um, can we? Okay. F sixteen kamikaze missions aside. Um, after that race in San Diego, can we say that the you know, no matter what, I'm never going to change my style. I'm always going to be balls to the walls, winter crash. Can we officially admit that that's not always the case? Well, it obviously was trying to come to traffic in Oakland or in, uh, in Houston, but, I mean, yeah. the guy was clearly just trying to not fall. Like, isn't that what yeah. Stuart And even, did you, see his tw- did you see his tweet? Yeah. He said, uh, everybody keeps asking me what's wrong. I got beat. I got beat. I got beat. Yeah. But so, meanwhile, wasn't there some poor reporter at A1 who just got verbally tongue-lashed for asking that same oh, question? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aren't you, aren't you tempted to change your style because, you know, you crash out of the series so much and you said, I never will. That's a ridiculous question. I'm asked it all the time. I'm going to be winner crash my whole career. That's, what I, that's the way I want to be. Okay, he clearly was not trying to be winner crash in San Diego. And I'm not sure that I think there are a couple other races this year where the same thing was happening. Even when he won Phoenix, he said that he was it was slippery, and if Filippoto had gone around him, he was going to go around him. So something has changed. He, he only rode at 70% there. Oh, that's right. Exactly. We're that's at 70%. Right. He's supposed to go at 170%. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with Weech. Uh, he's just, he was, uh, it was quiet. He was riding around and uh, wasn't going to push it, and he still went down. Yep. Um, um, but, uh, stalled. Yeah, stalled. And, uh, yeah. you know, um, so yeah, whatever. Good, good for him. You know, I just did this podcast that we had some audio problems with, and I'm, we're doing another one with him shortly. And he admitted that uh, it's an all new James Stewart. It's Buddha James Stewart. That's what he said. I'm, yeah, I'm Buddha James Stewart. So, I, I feel like we've he once had new beginning on the back of his pants. We've heard about the re, the rebirth has happened. There's been many rebirth. He's like Octomom with the amount of rebirth. He once had J Mac on the back of his pants too. Oh, too. <laughs> forget J Mac. Can't forget J Mac. I say on track, it has changed. There was a bit of, as you said, crazy balls return last week at Houston, but yeah, this was definitely like a, I'm just going to get some points tonight. Yeah, right. Which is which is fine. You know his yeah. his James Stewart Entertainment logo is actually a uh, well, let's just say it looks eerily similar to uh, Sean Puffy Combs's uh, clothing line, Sean John. Oh, there's really? a striking resemblance. And James has actually sort of done the rebirth thing as much as Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy Dirty Money, Diddy. Yeah. P. Diddy, Diddy Daddy. Like, it's... Right. I don't even know what to call that guy anymore, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah we had, we had maybe Baba, maybe taking play, you know, plays out of Sean John's playbook. All right. All right. Okay. Diddy Daddy Dirty Money. I oh. don't know what the logo to Puffy's... Uh, a Puffy Pit... I don't even know to call him either. I don't know the logo to Puffy's clothing company. I'm not a big purchaser of that stuff. But um, anyways. Well, you know what? You know, it's funny. Some Canadian guy actually sent me a picture of this dude wearing a hat. And it, it looked like the James Stewart Entertainment logo. But he said this picture was in a magazine from like, you know, 90, know, 99 or something. Oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Huh, huh, that's weird. So I started kind of Googling stuff and found it. 
Yeah, it was a Sean John. Huh? Was it from Canada? Or he just, the hat was something from Canada, but it was actually yeah. a... Yeah, it was a Canadian oh. guy who, who pulled this clip out of a Canadian magazine or something from 99. Um, all right, moving on. Tomac on. is uh, only 12 points out right now. He's figuring this thing out. Um, Ooh. He's uh, gone, been on the box four races in a row. His Anaheim won 10th place. Definitely uh, hurt him. But uh, Pink, or Weege, you were the yeah. dude. You've been the dude saying, hey, he's. I wouldn't take anything from that 10th. No big deal. He's going to get it figured out. He's Eli Tomac. Um, you know, he's going to smack the bitches up. And maybe you left that part out. But he, he is, right? He, um, he, he can win this, right? Well, I think I just – I think actually at Anaheim 1, uh, you and I argued a thing that the West is very weak. And I said I didn't see anything out of Tomac that would make me think. I mean, you got to figure he had it somewhere, but I didn't see it. And then after Phoenix is when I started to see it. And I almost thought the win would come a little earlier than this, but it was inevitable. And now I think these guys got a problem because, man, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in. There's The difference is this year there are three points paying races because Vegas counts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's got three shots to make up a whole bunch of points. And this was Tickle's. Pickles had two golden opportunities to take this by the throat, I, and those uh, were his conditions. I thought, didn't. yeah, I thought Tickle was the man, huh, Ping? I thought it was going to be him for I, sure. I, I for sure thought Brock Tickle was going to win Saturday night, going in, you know, yeah. prior to to gate drop of the heat races. Yeah, and then in the heat races, I was like, huh, Tickle was flat. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. And then same thing in the main. He was, he's lucky to be on the box. Really, I mean, I just, was going faster than him. I just don't know how when the chips are down, Tickle can't get by Tyler Rattray. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Tomac gone, checked out for sure. But, dude, you right. got to get by the European dude who's only raced three races so far or four races in Supercross, and he's 35 years old, and he's from South Africa. you got to find a way around him. Yeah, w- when you're a mud specialist. Right. You know, that, right. that was a huge title-deciding night for yeah. Tickle on yeah. Saturday, and, and he, didn't, yeah. he, he left a couple points on the table. And he's done that a few times this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to go back to A1, where he should have won. Oh, that oh God. Here we, here we go. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, there's been several other races where uh, he should have done better. You know, he, he's better than what his results showed. And right. He, um, he definitely, if he doesn't win this title, it's on him because he has yeah. had the opportunities. And I'll tell you, like you said, with this going down to the wire, to me, totally not an impossibility to see Tomac win out. Right. From here. Well, he's got... He's, he's continually improved. If you look at his results every weekend, and now he's winning, now he knows he can win. Man, look out! That kid's got to me the perfect support group behind him. His dad is like, you know, could you have a better dad? His dad's like super calm and mellow and very methodical. Doesn't get excited and all typical mini dad. He he knows more about training any trainer in the sport. I promise you. And you know. They're both just 100% behind. It's just like the perfect family for him. That kid's got, he's got all the ingredients, man. I'm just, that kid's going to be gnarly. Hmm. And if he wins out, Hanny's got to get second at every round. All right. Well, Hanny's, to keep the title. Hanny's now got six weeks off or so with surgery, right? Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? No, I mean, like, like, yeah, like he's got six, everybody's got six weeks off, but he's got six weeks off the bike. Um, well, he's probably got four, four, or five. I mean, okay. Sorry, I was so far off. Sorry. No, I, 
I'm just saying it's a plate and screws. I mean, it's not. What? You know, I, I don't want to. I've always been accused of being a Hanny hater. Um, I'm just saying, Jake Canada, Tomac, now Cunningham. He's not making any friends out there when it comes down to the wire, is he? Ping. No, and the thing is, he, you know, you keep reading about this in threads, and there's some truth to it. Is he's gonna. That could come back to bite him, man. One of these rounds, he's going to be coming through the pack. Well, that's what I wrote this Cunningham's, three weeks ago. Cunningham's going to see him coming by and go, all right, you know, you are not going by me unless it's in a pile. And I don't know, could definitely come back on him. But I think what he did to Cunningham was not necessary this weekend for sure. Was not Was not what? Sorry, was not necessary. This wasn't necessary. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he definitely took him high, paused, you know. Yeah. That was a takeout move. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't get why the dude. I mean, he was struggling. He's he's got a injury, um, which makes it ping. Isn't it weird that he did better when he freshly broke it than when he took a week off and came back? I don't get it. Shouldn't it? Heal? No, it's what is it? Adrenaline? No, I think yeah, some adrenaline. Sometimes you know that thing didn't have time to even swell that day. You know what I mean? Like after he let it sit for a couple weeks. Now it's swollen and it's tender. Uh, okay. It can be a lot harder. Yeah. Could you not shoot him up with shoot him up with something? Um, I'm sure they I'm sure they did what yeah. they could do. Right. But his, his bone is literally broken and shifting. I mean it That's why I was so blown away with what he did last, you know, at Anaheim too. It's he literally is riding with a broken bone in his hand. It's yeah. it's gnarly. And yeah. it's just you I know, just, you know too much. He, he, much should, he, he needed to just ride for points, and that's what he was doing, and he doesn't need to, you know, do that kind of stuff to Cunningham. I just – I don't know. But if I say anything, it's like, oh, God, Mathis is piling on Hanny again. So, whatever. Yeah, no, it was a little a little unnecessary. What do you think, Lee? But, but you know what I did here is that Cunningham got, you know, like kind of got close to him off that finish line jump, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. right before that or something. I didn't see it. Did you see anything like that? Like Cunningham kind of – Whipping that overall, or did something yeah. weird? Yeah, I don't, I don't That's know. That's why I was, told, he was, I was told that it wasn't for no reason at all, but I still tend to think that you might want to keep your nose clean in those situations. Like, okay, maybe now's not the time to settle scores. Yeah. So uh, he's, yeah. Uh, he's still in the lead. He's got, he's got two points on uh, two points on the tickle. So. Well, Ping, let me ask you. Okay, I, well, first of all, Steve, you broke your Three arm, points. for example, and you were able to go to Fuddruckers. Yes. There's tons of injuries that get better, like, I didn't even race nearly the same level as you guys, except that I was able to get hurt pretty well. I was good at that. And, you know, there were times when you would have to, and you knew, like, once you got cold, once you stopped moving around, like the next morning, oh, you're going to feel this. So, I mean, that's what I kind of think. There's, how many times has a guy popped his shoulder out of Southwick, Reed, Langston, whoever, put in an unbelievable run with a separated shoulder, and then the next week they actually struggled worse or couldn't even race? You know, I think there's a lot of injuries like that. You know, only keep warm for five hours. And shrug it off, but once you stop. So here's my question. Surgery, that's pretty gnarly, plates in his hand. Then he's not going to be riding for most of that time. I mean, think, what condition is he going to be in even even having six weeks? That's not that well, much. The, the good thing is, if he's serious about this, it's just his hand, so he can run. Um, you know, theoretically, he could even sit on a spin bike and spin. You know, he could still keep some fitness. And once you put that plate and, and pins in a, in a bone like that, the bone is structurally sound. So 
the pain of that bone shifting and moving is gone. So, yeah, you got a little incision there, and, you know, it's going to swell up a little bit or whatever, but after three or four weeks, that goes down, and, and really, it'll be good. You know, the, once the plates are in there, it's like the bone is healed. It's just it's strong. Mm-hmm. Now you're just waiting for swelling and the soft tissue damage to heal. So it, it's really not as bad as it seems. I think he'll be, like I said, I think he'll be back on the bike in probably four weeks, have a couple of weeks of riding leading up to Seattle. If he continues to run and work out and, you know, while, while after the surgery, I think he'll be okay. I don't know. Um, it's definitely not ideal, especially when you got a kid like Tomac who's just building yeah. momentum. Yeah. And like I said, if he wins Seattle, wins Salt Lake, and Hanny could even manage seconds, that gap is closing up. I uh, I find it funny. I'm looking at the AMA point sheet right now on my computer, and um, they don't even have Vegas listed as a points race. Do you think they know? Somebody should tell them. <laughs> like it's just it says Seattle and Salt Lake, eight rounds. <laughs> So someone should probably tell the AMA, hey, we're counting points this one. And, Ping, that's gnarly. That is going to be a heat race for the final championship race. Like, go out of practice and then no nothing else, and then you first time you line up on the gate, that's for all the marbles. Different deal. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be really different, you know, because yep. a lot of times that heat race is just, you know, you get all your, your nerves out, you get warmed up. Mm-hmm. You go into the main and sort of prepare. This is going to be like just cold turkey. Yeah. You know, because after practice, you sit for several hours before the main event. You know what I mean? You're cold mm-hmm. again. It's just that's going to be really weird for those guys. Yeah, for sure. No, it's going to be tough. Uh, I can't wait for the first team manager to and, cry foul and then and, go and ream out Prater and we'll never do it again. Yeah, well, you can see that coming for sure. And that track has just got the potential to bite people too. You know, it's so slick yeah. and hard pack, they throw water on it. That's the worst part is that think about the heat races in Vegas, first heat. Good it's point. always chaos because <laughs> it's a good point. You know, the sun burns it dry and then they have to flood it so that it stays decent for the whole night. And that first heat is just a mess. You're right. Slimy yeah. mud and that's gonna be a main event now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Never thought of that. You're right. Yeah. That's gonna be a big deal. Um talk about you you thought Tickle could win, so did I but uh, another guy that I thought would be gone was Roxon. He killed it in practice. Just destroyed it in the yep. heat, you know. Um, just didn't get well, the start. Well, Roxon and Tomac were – Eli had the quickest lap time in heat races. But but even Roxon was over a second faster than anyone in the other heat or yep. that heat. Yeah. Exactly. Those two were like gone. And I, John and I were talking about it. And, and uh, I say, yeah, it's going to be Eli and, and Roxon tonight. You know, you, you guys are looking good. And, right. And just, I think Roxon got a bad start and just got hung up in all the in the back markers. Did John? Uh, did John spit out the nails he was chewing on to tell you? That Dude, he he, no, I'm telling you, that guy is cool as a cucumber. No, he I never, know, but I just he's not. He sits there so. with his stopwatch and he just looks off laps. And I'm looking over at him, going, you know, his of course the mom Kathy was bouncing up and down, and she was a wreck. She took off on lap seven for the podium. You know, <laughs> I think she could see the writing on the wall, but. Um, wow, lap John seven. Just, yeah, John just sat there quietly, you know, clicking off laps on his little stopwatch. There was a... I looked over on the last lap, and I patted him on the leg, and I'll say, man, he killed him. And he just gives me a big old smile. He's um, a good dude. Uh, there was, a, there was a, a rider's parent, who I will not name. I was standing there watching practice, 
uh, one of the good one of the good guys. And this parent apparently feels like no one else should be on this dirt tra- dirt bike track with their son, because every time the kid came up on somebody, they were like, "Get out of the way! Get out of the way! Oh, ah, get out of the way! Move, move!" Um, like <laughs> no matter like Weston Pike, poor old Weston Pike, just riding around a berm, needs to get out of the way. Needs to pull I off to the side. Is so bad. What? We just take a guess. Who is it? Was 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 this practice session after it? Is that when you explained to Tony my theory? What? No, it, it wasn't Tony. It wasn't Tony. <laughs> you Tony take an opportunity to talk to Tony then. Tony, Tony, what Tony does is he channels the universe like a superhero to, to <laughs> you know to affect the races. Um, because Where's Josh Grant at now? Exactly. Where's he at? Where's he at? Where the, the the universe ate him up. The, the, the scary thing about Tony's universe theory is that it actually may be true. <laughs> right? This may He's actually bad this actually may be true. That's what I'm I'm scared to make fun of it because <laughs> I'm a little creeped now out. Now this is a new religion, universology. <laughs> um, but no, this parent was just like there should be nobody on the track, and I was just like. Come on. Who is it? I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say because I kind of like them. Um, You know, but I'm just. Ride a yellow bike? Is he ride a yellow bike? I'm not saying, but I'm just. It's like, you know, come on. Everybody's racing. Yes, they're not as good as your son. There, I gave it away. It's not a WMX rider. Um, They're not as good as your son. And, uh, you know, just like let it go. Like these dudes weren't doing anything, they were just simply in the air. next to the sun you know like i was it was like a little game after a while i was paying attention to these guys oh funny stuff funny stuff these parents but so john tomac is the complete opposite is of what this parent was just cool as could be just right. chilling no no you know right yeah but he did give me a, a big it was a pretty big smile at the end of the end of the main event there so hey. and he goes well I guess I better get down there now. <laughs> he took off running. Like, yep. and, and actually, and with John, he just leapt from the suite onto the floor. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Weege, uh, have the wheels fallen off the Martin Davalos bad oh. wagon? Oh. Well, yeah, they actually fell off a couple of races ago, so I don't even know if they had them. Uh, 12th, in, 6th, uh, 16th, 11th, 9th. Basically, A1, 4th. Then it was a 9, 11, 16, 6, 12th. On basically a factory bike. On basically a factory bike. Here's here's the theory that I just came up with, and Steve, you've in, you've engaged me in the practice of coming up with theories. Right. Um, I was doing. I'm doing this uh, feature in the next magazine. Where we're just basically taking riders' Twitter feeds mm-hmm. and uh, reporting on the races like that. Because again, like as reporters, we suck, so we can't even get the scoops. So we just use the riders and. For example, you have a guy like Darren Durham, who everyone, all the riders, like in his peer group, all the riders, including Tim Ferry, am I right? Think he's awesome. Tim Ferry thinks he's awesome. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, but he's, I mean, what level of team is that? That was Honda of Troy, then they split, and yeah. Honda of gone, or Tim and Spanner. But, I mean, yeah. that is far from a factory effort. Yes, um, yes. Um, so anyway, you have guys like that, and they just slip, they just slipped through the cracks. Like it's kind of the same thing you said about Mayer. Like it just didn't quite work to get on, 
you know, whatever the one shot he had, or they didn't get a shot. You know, no one said that they sucked, but they just couldn't quite find the spot. So what about a guy like that on a team like that? Like, Davos happened, I guess, get in the right place at the right time, and then he's established where he's seemingly always going to get those rides. But, man, I hate to say it. He was fast at the beginning of the year, just like he is every year, and then the same stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. This has been, what, five years of the beginning of the year, he's definitely on the list. And then halfway through the season, you're like, man, what happened? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you, I, I don't. I've always thought Davalos was overrated. Ping or Weed, you know that. Um, well, the thing is, though, when you're when you're looking at guys at the beginning of the season, you go, well, okay, who's got speed? Because it's it's way easier to take a guy who's maybe fast, but a little, you know, have a tendency to crash or whatever, and calm him down and sort of work on his technique, put him on good equipment, give him a good team, and maybe that's all he needs. Then it is to take a guy who's just not that fast yet and try to make him go fast. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you can't make somebody, mm-hmm. if they don't have yeah. it in them to go fast, you can't make them go fast. Right. Davalos has speed. That dude can throw the fastest lap time down at any round he wants to, really. You know what I mean? He's always on the board in practice, but no one's been able to get him to figure out 15 laps or really even six. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Or really even six. (laughs) Back Uh, to Ecuador or whatever, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, the, for sure, Morris and Davalos, the experienced veterans, the guys with the most starts in the lights class besides Haney, two or three top three guys, Treadle and Anderson and Houston didn't, didn't help them out you know what i mean like yeah when we all love mo but don't we we all love mo i do good dude yeah yeah so. yeah, yeah he uh, had a bad night too man night yeah really a bummer for him yeah absolutely uh what um i thought dakotas i thought dakotas was gonna make the box too he was strong ah. yeah yeah it was awesome Thanks. i think um right now if, if he would just figure out how to go through whoops he would have been on the box by now yeah, is that his big weak weak point? They just he wonder why. Him. If he can't jump through him, <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> wonder well, uh, you know, you could say that he's a little guy, but Ricky figured it out. There's plenty of short guys. That figure I don't even out know. If he, I don't even know. If he's at Ricky height. I don't even know if he's there. <laughs> yeah. How how many Dakotas are in Ricky? Is there two Dakotas? <laughs> is, yeah, is Ricky yeah. two Dakotas high? <laughs> We measure Ricky and Dakotas. Two point three Dakotas. Yeah, you can measure. It works for everything. Uh, didn't we Twitter about about weighing things and Mathis's Mathis? No, that wasn't funny at all. No. That wasn't. Funny. I thought it was yeah. funny. No, that was that the was... first turn in Houston was only two Mathis's wide, wasn't that what it was? <laughs> you could almost and then say the, Cow- the Cowie truck was fourteen point six Mathis's. You could almost hey, the last hey, 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 you could almost say the first turn in Houston was <laughs> three RC wide. So just go in there. Oh, just go in there. Whoa! Ooh. Wow. Um, I don't know. Are you making Are you making a joke about his weight or how narrow that first turn was? I don't know. You could, yeah. I don't know how to interpret that. Right. Uh, who's making that noise? What noise? The the phone no, the rubbing the phone noise. All right. Not me. Never mind. You're like a Nazi on this. What else? What else caught your eye, Weege? Watching from the, the comfy of your of your North Carolina couch. 
um, in the uh, lights class or the whole the either whole one, anything. Yeah, let's let's. You know what? Um, the pass that Kennard put on Reed to get in the lead. I can't believe Ping is even still functioning at this point after experience. Kennard <laughs> threw the gnarliest scrub ever and on a ruddy, yeah. muddy track. I'm yeah. like, what? The second lap or the first lap or something like that? Yeah. He second made lap. Reed look like a goon. Yeah, good point. I mean, you're right. It wasn't Reed, nice. Yeah. Jumped it good, looked good, but it's ridiculous. We were just replaying it over and over, which you guys can't do from the press box. But I mean, yeah. That's probably through on a slimy wet triple. Yes. You know, just pretty much pancaked it and dove inside of Reed. It was amazing. Yeah, see you later. Yeah. Um, he came by to congratulate Reed on the end of the night. It was cool. It was cool to see, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was standing right there. So, of course, John Knowles was also very happy for Reed's victory, even though Reed does not wear Scott goggles. Yeah, that's true. Go the other thing is, I mean, the points. We mentioned that Dungey's only uh, 23 down, but I had no clue that Reed and Kennard were even in the hunt. And then with one, you know, decent race, here we are. They're only 16 points down. That is nothing. Yeah. We're almost halfway through the year. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah, we're, we're Atlanta's going to be the halfway. Or, well, there's 17 races, so there's no round eight and a half. So however you want to say it, right? Atlanta's the halfway or whatever. Right. Daytona's the halfway. But uh, yeah, no, it's getting tight. Three points. Stewie's back by three, and um, you know, yeah. I don't know. I Going think this is this is the moment we've all been waiting for. We need to like. Yeah, how do we? I, I think I think it's like you, you got to really enjoy this right now because. We all talked about how great this season could be, and it's it's that good. Like it is good. Yeah. Right. Look how tight everything yeah. is. Everybody's healthy. That's how unheard of is that? Four different winners yeah. in seven races. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, it's good times if you're a Supercross fan. Right. Absolutely. We could five weeks from now be doing this show, and someone could get hurt, or someone could check out. So remember these moments. Okay, so let's do this. Let's do this for for bench racing's sake. Uh, four winners this far so far. Um, can we agree that Dungy and Wyndham are the only other guys that could be first-time winners this year, barring a complete, you know, disaster? Can you see Wyndham winning? I can still see a Wyndham pulling something out. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, right. it wouldn't be a shock. Like just like we said, Houston would be a shock. But at the same time, it was here's Wyndham to his old tricks. Like like Ping said, he's the opportunist. When the opportunity comes, he just knows how to deliver. So I guess he could never be shocked. It's the same Houston scenario. Right. Um, again. And people weren't even hurt at that point. Like, we could lose a couple fast guys, but still everyone was racing in Houston. Yeah. He had it. And, of and course, I think uh, Dungey winning a race has to be inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, Dungey's going to win one, for sure. Yeah. I think given the right set of circumstances, and I don't mean, like, you know, biblical flood, uh, either of the JGR guys could win a race. I don't think that's completely out of the realm of possibility. Right. You know, Reed and Stewie get a bad start. Uh, you know, Canard, whatever. Canard you know what I mean? Yeah, Dungy has yeah, a, yeah. an off night or whatever. Yeah, just whatever happens. Yeah. Right. Two are fast enough. They right. get, if they got a whole shot and got a little gap and, you know, they could definitely do it. Well, if Dungy, yeah. if Dungy and, and Wyndham win, which we both – we all think they can. That's going to be uh, that's going to be seven or six race winners in in seventeen races. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm really hoping that uh, Millsaps or Brayton gets a win. That would be awesome. <laughs> Shocker. 
Um, yeah, D- Millsaps could win one. I mean, good God, his San Diego win last year was really out of left field. So why not? Mm-hmm. Why not him, right? Right. He's, that's right. He's, he's an opportunist like Wyndham, yeah. for sure. Yeah, exactly. And and the hardest thing to do is to, to win your first one, and he's already got that cleared. So just ask Timmy Ferry about that. Yeah. Could happen this weekend. Right. Um, okay. Right on. Uh, else? Are we good? I think so. I think we're good. I hear my kids screaming inside, so I got to go take care of them. And uh, <laughs> father of the year, David Pingree, and uh, <laughs> and my dogs need to go for a walk. So, oh. um, yeah. Weege, you've got JGR visits to make. Yeah, yeah. I got a sandwich. I got to go make for Brayton. Maybe I can ask you for some tips. How far are they from you? Uh, when it's all said and done, the shop, believe it or not, is <laughs> like four miles from. Oh God! Oh my Bye. God! But it's a it's a significant downgrade because the original house I was going to buy when the deal fell through because of the the complexities of the short sale that was literally like four houses away from Millsaps so oh, I had yeah. it this is actually a long distance relationship now yeah so it's going to be a little tough you know what I would do once you settle in I would go find Bradshaw's old house in Mooresville Mooresville and take some photos of his bedroom and stuff I guess he would have had a try I got to call him. Which is amazing that I can say in my life that I could potentially even do that. Yeah. I guess he had a track here somewhere at one point. Like he had a house with a track, didn't he? I don't know. Did he? Yeah. There was there were tests. I remember uh, one of the magazines tested his bike in like super muddy red North Carolina clay, like at his house practice track. Oh, okay. So yeah, there was a compound at one point. Wow, that'd be cool. Well, after he gets done telling you about the monster trucks, twenty minutes later, you're gonna ask him about his motocross yeah. racing. Put that on hold for a little while. <laughs> exactly. Say, hey, Damon, what's up? Then put it on pause and then come back 20 minutes ago. So, anyways, about Supercross. Oh, he loves talking monster trucks. <laughs> yes, he does. I talked to him last week or two weeks ago, and it was uh, all about monster trucks for a good 10 minutes. How he was so pissed off at Tampa that he could never win. You know, the irony was um, when I uh, was a Damon Bradshaw fan, I was pretty young. I was like eight or nine years old. So, I was a huge monster truck fan also at the same yeah, time. Right. So if then someone had told me this is the way it was going to work out, <laughs> I, I just, I'm really upset that now it happened when I was in my, my 30s where I'm no longer the huge monster truck I was. In fact, one time I went to this big monster truck thing in Pennsylvania and from the hotel room called the 1-900 number to find out what happened in LA-92. Wow, at a monster to, truck race. I was at a monster truck race and had to use the phone in the hotel room to find out if Bradshaw won the title. Who knew those worlds would collide? Ping, have you ever actually gone to a monster truck race? No. No, me neither. No. Me neither. (laughs) No, never been to one. Probably never, ever will. My wife actually suggested, you know, I think I might like one of those monster truck things. I'm like, Amber, no. Yeah. (laughs) Disney on ice, fine. Monster trucks, negative. Um, If only somebody could have told a nine-year-old Ouija that Damon Bradshaw would race a monster truck. Uh-uh. He would have saved me that phone call because I would have been watching him live instead of having to call and find out what happened your in California. Mi- your mind would have just blown. He would have just had a, 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 a oh. artery burst right there. Well, you know, hey, uh, because I went to monster trucks, I got to watch arena cross in Madison Square Garden. Good times. They had arena cross in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, run by. Ironically enough, run by the Coons. Who knew? They had a mud bog in the middle and the track with a circle with five jumps. They would go double, double, single. Turn, double, double, single turn, and that was the track. <laughs> yeah. Who won? <laughs> Who do you think won? 
Mickey Dan Kessler one. Oh, of course. Of course. Sorry. Of course. <laughs> Sorry for making that crazy leap. Why would you even ask? Uh, Kessler won, Carson second, Carlo Cohen third. <laughs> yeah. Jay Law on a 50. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ping. Thanks, Weej. Uh, we will see you uh, after Atlanta. No, you know what? I'm in Florida. There is not going to be no race next week. No post-race uh, wrap-up. No. Sad. So uh, we'll have to do it after Daytona. Right on. All right, guys. Thanks. Until then. See you guys. Bye. All right. Have a good week. Bye. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show brought to you by RacerX. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The Working Class Hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts. Oh,